Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Today, Ashley and I are diving into the topic of efficient and effective programming and why we don't prescribe foo-foo shit in the programs that we offer all of you. Now, we're going to take a deep dive into this and look at what does it mean to be efficient and effective in the workouts that you're engaging in? What does it look like in terms of movements, equipment, durations, intensities, etc.? And what else is involved in the process of moving towards your health and fitness goals? So we cover a whole range of things in this podcast, but I think we did a pretty good job of staying on point, delivering a firm message, and a message that I think a lot of people out there need to hear. So without further ado, enjoy the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. We are here, and it is episode 10. Ash, can you believe we made it 10 episodes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have never thought with the way we started out. I'm sure these, even this 10th one is still going to be amateur status when we look back in a year from now, but it's going uh, to be interesting. It's going to be funny. Anyway, we're here with episode 10, and today we're coming at you guys with a, uh, a title and a topic that... I'm super passionate about that I think Ashley agrees with and probably is just as passionate, but maybe won't ex- express it in the exact same ways <laughs> I, I was will. Gonna say, I just don't express it in the, the same. same vernacular as I do. But uh, what we're talking about today is efficient and effective programming, or for those of you that aren't in the CrossFit realm, workouts and why we don't prescribe foo foo shit. That's a, you know, we're going to trademark that term foo foo shit <laughs> in our workouts. And so. We're going to go ahead and kick it off here, and Ash is going to kind of guide us through. We'll both provide some insight along the way and, and see what we come up with. Yeah, so why don't you start off with just telling everyone the three programs that we offer and what they entail? Yeah, awesome. So uh, we'll lead, like Ash just said, with our programs because I think it gives everybody a little bit of insight into what they can expect from us. Mm-hmm. And then compare that to what we often see out there, and especially in online fitness programming or in online workouts. And so the programs that we have currently are build and move. And uh, we'll start with build, progress, and move, and then we'll talk about one that we're eventually going to roll out here, I would hope, within the next year and get it fully, you know, operational, maybe sooner. But with our build program, what it is, is it's an aesthetic-based program that consists of three upper body days, two lower body days per week. And the goal is really simple. It's just to build a better physique without breaking down your body. So not only do we want you to look great, but we want you to feel great through this process. So it is by no means a CrossFit workout. It's by no means any kind of functional fitness based. It is all 100% aesthetic based. So we're doing things like compound exercises as well as isolation exercises. So, you know, we might be front squatting and back squatting, but we're also probably going to do some biceps curls and, and skull crushers. So it's going to be both of those things incorporated into one program. It's very much going to look like a bodybuilding split type routine. And we're going to incorporate a lot of supersets. We're going to do uh, everything off interval-based sets. So there's going to be a 90-second time frame in which you have to complete the prescribed number of repetitions and then resting until that next interval clicks over. So it's very regimented, helps keep you on track, and it really helps just keep you moving and staying focused while you're in the in the gym. And each session is only going to take you about 45 minutes. Yeah. 
I do have a question. So each week, are you going to be doing similar movements, maybe even the same movements? Like you said, front squat, back squat. Will you be doing the same movements every week? Great question. You're definitely going to be repeating some movements just because we need a little bit more of that periodization and we need some consistency. None of that shit. None of that foo-foo <laughs> shit, right? We ain't going to change everything every day. You need consistency. You need some periodization, meaning some, some progress throughout the the program, whether we are talking about you know the individual weeks or the months or the cycles, whatever, however you want to phrase it. There's going to be some progression there. There's going to be some repetitive things, but that's what's necessary, especially in order to produce some of the results that people want with this program, like improved physique and, and potentially... Um, some associated weight loss, depending on what the nutrition's like. Perfect. That makes sense. So moving on to move. Yeah. So move, keeping the program simple, build and move. But move is essentially a program designed to get you off the couch, out of the office and into a better quality of life. We want people who have never exercised a day in their life or who have been exercising every day for the last five to 10 years to hop in on this program. It's meant for anyone similar to CrossFit. It can be modified to accommodate any skill level or any fitness level. And every day of this program is going to look really consistent. It's going to be 12 to 15 minutes of some slower tempo-based strength work, whether that's with a barbell or dumbbells or kettlebells. I just said barbell, but we're not going to incorporate the barbell into that. Possibly we'll see maybe in the future, but currently you don't need a barbell to get it done. And all of that's going to be on tempo, so we're getting more time under tension. We're getting more opportunities to focus on our movement and to enhance our our technique and to develop that. And then following that 12 to 15 minutes of strength-based work, which before I move on, will vary day to day. So you'll hit all kinds of different exercises, and it will also be different equipment, different number of sets, different number of repetitions, etc., now, when you move on from that 12 to 15 minutes, now we're getting into very specific interval training that's based on work-to-rest ratios. And the reason we're basing all of these intervals on work-to-rest ratios is that we want them to target specific energy systems. Now, as a quick uh, physiology lesson here, we're going to dumb it down as, as much as possible. Your body has three energy systems. Ash, what are the three systems? Oh, God. <laughs> Glycolytic... <laughs> oxidative and i know i'm missing one the phosphagen crushed it all right so you <laughs> might call out of order though might call some of those different names but the point is there's three energy systems i want y'all to think of it as slow medium and fast that's better for me yeah there you, there you <laughs> go slow medium fast and depending on the work to rest ratio that's going to help bias the training towards one of those three systems now at all times all three systems are always working but there's a predominant system depending on the intensity and the work to rest ratio so that's why we use those ratios and that's what's going to dictate the intent of the workout itself one day you come in and it might be that slower system that i mentioned that oxidative system and so our work to rest ratios are going to be closer to that one to one or maybe even a two to one where we're working longer than we're resting to get that aerobic effect other days you might come in and it might be that glycolytic system that we talked about to where maybe we're at a, a one to two work to rest ratio and the intensity has now increased and we need an, need additional time to recover before the next effort in order for it to be sustainable across all of the rounds or reps or whatever you are prescribing and then finally 
you might come in one day and it's going to be all out sprints, 10 to 30 seconds of max effort work, followed by, you know, maybe it's upwards of two to three minutes of rest in order to fully replenish those energy stores and allow you to then repeat the effort. So that's why we utilize that style and we base everything off of the work to rest ratios. Also in the move program, we're doing low to moderate skill movements. We're not gonna ask you to flip up onto your hands and walk on your hands or do a handstand push-up. We're not gonna throw you on the rings and expect you to do a muscle-up. We're not even grabbing the barbells whatsoever to even attempt to teach you how to snatch or clean and jerk or any of these things. We're giving you simple, effective movements that will get the work done. Perfect. And I those, do, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I do have a question. You did say how beginners can do this, and you kind of just went through why they can do it. But do you want to talk about how we deliver our programs and if they didn't know a movement? Yeah, sure. That's a good question. So, you know, we deliver everything through the Train Heroic platform, and that's just an app that you can download on your phone. And obviously, from our end of things, we can then prescribe the program and deliver it to people via their mobile device or their computer. Now, with the with that platform on every movement that we prescribe number one we we provide descriptions written descriptions and then we also attach to every movement is a demonstration video and then on top of that we provide scaling options within those descriptions and additional videos outlining those scaling options so if you're following this from home and there's something written on there that you can't do, there's going to be scaling options already provided to you. There's going to be videos of those scaling options so you can see what they look like. And if you really want, you can film yourself doing those things. Send us a video. We can provide some feedback on how to improve your mechanics or, or what you can do better next time. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, what's next? Hit me up. What about the perform? You said we're going to be starting to do that in hopefully the near future. Yeah, so perform for us is going to be CrossFit, and we're waiting to roll this out because we're doing it properly, and we're going to affiliate for all anybody listening out there that's running an XFIT or a boot camp that is actually CrossFit. Uh, cut that shit out, affiliate, and represent the brand well. So once we actually affiliate then we'll roll out our perform program, which again will be CrossFit. And it's going to be true to the CrossFit name. It's going to be one evolution per day. It's going to be constantly varied, high intensity functional movements. For those of you that don't know what that means, it's going to be the most effective and fun fitness program that we can provide. <laughs> right? I agree. Awesome. Get you good at everything. I don't want to go and too fun. far into a deep dive in a CrossFit here. So just know that that's going to be coming in the future. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Perfect. Um, what do we often see with online fitness programs kind of moving away from what we're delivering to people? Yeah. So the way that we differ from what I think you see a lot now, um, and there's not to say that there aren't really good online fitness platforms. There are some great ones out there, but I think often what we see is especially now with all of these social media platforms and just the the reach that you can have we have a lot of people who don't necessarily know exactly what they're doing or who aren't putting the necessary thought into it in order to create a really effective and efficient program for people and so i think a lot of times what we see is super flashy ineffective exercises things that you know, people are making up off the top of their heads or that they created one day because it's cool, it's different, it, it looks, it just has that appeal to it when you're looking at it from an outside perspective. 
Um, I think we see a lot of things with trends. So, for instance, I keep seeing all kinds of folks, especially women, doing shit with uh, the resistance bands. And I don't mean like a resistance band, like a jump surge band. I mean like those hip halos and hip resistant type bands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? That you'd wrap around your knees mm-hmm. or your ankles. And seeing people doing all kinds of stuff with that. Squats and monster walks and lateral walks and all these things. And then we're incorporating possibly other odd movements or strange pieces of equipment. So I think you see that a lot. And maybe those are differentiators, or at least folks think they are, but often it's just something that's not necessary and that's catching your eye. Yeah, and I think, too, like, at least with your example with the resistance bands, like, there's a time and a place for all of that. Like, I know when I was in physical therapy, yes, we used a lot of those, but it wasn't to get a better physique. It wasn't to get stronger. And that's what, what about a lot to get of... tone. What? What about getting tone? <laughs> oh, I hate that <laughs> word. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a time and place for it. And it's not meant to just be used to it's not meant look for fitness, flashy. Right. It's not necessarily meant for fitness. Yeah. It's meant more for prehabilitative and rehabilitative Re- efforts. Absolutely. Right, it's what some people call like activation work. <laughs> yes, I love that. All right. Um, I also think what we see a lot is like these short-term, I don't want to call them quick fixes, but these like means to an end kind of programs. Like, hey, take my you know 28-day fitness challenge, or I think there's a 75-day strong challenge out there where you don't take a fucking break for 75 days, and it's like, okay, everybody on that program is going to be beat to shit. Yeah. And I just think anything that's leading with a duration base in the title is not going to be something that's sustainable, number one. And number two, it's literally just to lure you in. The quickest possible, you know, program to meet your needs is what you're going to attempt to go for. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is with these, like you just said, the 75 day strong challenge it's not teaching people how to listen to their body and with fitness and nutrition, that's probably, in my opinion, one of the most important aspects is learning to listen to your body and listening or learning what your body needs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a huge component and that's one of the reasons that we actually prescribe, this is kind of a tangent, but on a similar track, why we prescribe everything in terms of intensity by RPE Mm -hmm. is to help people learn how to pace, you know, what is a five versus a seven versus a 10? Like that stuff's important to know. And then, like you said, it's important to know how your body is reacting and adapting and recovering in order to continue training for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something else that we see a lot too, and I mean, I love CrossFit. It's, you know, I die for it, but we see a lot of these higher level elite athletes prescribing programs that maybe they're following. I don't know if they are for sure, but they certainly look like it. Uh, in terms of the the content that's within the program. And you're taking these extremely high volume, high intensity, um, just really for the general public over training programs, and then asking these folks who are maybe exercising for an hour a day to now dive into two and a half to three hours of training and advanced things that have no place in the general public's training, like hypoxic training or any of that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I think the last bullet I had here was just that some of these programs too aren't really providing necessarily scaling or modifications. 
And I'm not talking about the high level stuff. I'm just talking about anything in general, like any level of program. I think a lot of times they'll provide you with the workout or, or the warm up or whatever it is. And those are the movements. And maybe if they have a video and you're following along, they'll show you one or two things. But there's no one actually there making that connection of, hey, you know, why don't we sit down on this initial 30 minute consult? Like, tell me what your injuries are. Tell me where you struggle. Let's do a virtual assessment and let's really get down to the bottom of things so I can better prescribe you scaling options or, or help you around these things. Yeah. And when they don't prescribe enough scaling options, typically people will just not do the program. Yeah, and 100%. They'll just skip the movement, yeah. right? Or they'll skip the workout. Yeah, so they'll skip it. Or, worst case scenario, they end up getting hurt. And neither of that benefits them at all. Yeah, 100% agree. Well, perfect. Um, so you often say the least sexy option is the most effective. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think I stole this from it was either Pat Sherwood or James Hobart or somebody like that. But I love it because it's it couldn't be more true. And so what I mean by that is the things that are most effective are typically the things that people want to do the least. Mm -hmm. And they're typically things that people look at and it's not sexy. It's not flashy, you know, going into the gym and, and back squatting three days a week for 12 weeks in order to improve your, you know, the strength in your quadriceps and your posterior chain doesn't sound that fun like maybe if you like to lift really heavy things but that's a long ass time to keep going in and putting in effort nobody wants to go to the track at 5 a.m and run 400 meter repeats till they black out or near nearly black out but sometimes that's what it's gonna take and by the way i'm not prescribing anyone running 400 repeats till they black out i would never (laughs) tell any of our people to do that or anyone in general but you get the point no one wants to go and run at 5 a.m to get better They'd yeah, rather, and put in the work, like put in the effort, not just show up. Right, That's yeah. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And well, not even that. It's just, it's so easy to take the other way. It's so easy to take the other road of, I'm going to go to the, the noon class today, and I know that class is huge, so I'm going to kind of just fall into the middle of the pack and sort of hide. I'm not really feeling that great, so I'm just going to go go through the motions like I'm gonna grab my good old 15 pound dumbbells and my eight pound med ball and I'm just gonna do it like mm-hmm. time caps 40 minutes I'm just gonna move until time caps up and talk to my friend next to me yeah right like <laughs> that shit no wonder you're not seeing any results like that shit doesn't work and so that's all I mean by that is you need to be willing to put in the time and put in the effort on the things that you probably hate the most if you truly want to see results and get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you talk to me at least a lot about practicing. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I was just going to roll into that next. And it this applies more to some higher level stuff, some more skill-based work. and But it can also apply to the fundamentals too. Yeah, and I was going to say, you're working with someone just on an air squat. Like that, yeah. that's a fundamental movement. Right. A hundred percent. So it can apply to all things, yeah. but I think when people hear it, they'll immediately relate yeah. to if they do cross with something higher skill, but practice is probably just as important, if not more important than the training. If we're talking about developing skills, developing and refining skills or just fundamental movements, you're not going to learn to do a better air squat by doing you know, 50 air squats for time every time you walk into the gym. You're not going to be able to refine technique under intensity. 
-hmm. because intensity and technique have an inverse relationship. So the faster I move, the shittier my mechanics are gonna get. And yes, there's that threshold to where I'm still maintaining adequate mechanics while moving quickly, but eventually it breaks. Eventually there's that crossover point where now my technique is gonna deteriorate as I'm moving faster. Yeah. And the problem, especially in the CrossFit world, but we see it all the time in, in other facets as well, is people expect to get better by just going faster or by just doing more, and more is not better. What you need to do is be willing to slow it down, to 100% remove the intensity, just perform repetitions at nauseum. I mean, over and over and over again at a slow tempo, and you have to have immense patience when you're doing this in order to truly get better. Like for what you said, the air squat, the individual that I'm working with, we're going to need to take her down to nothing. We're going to strip this all the way down to the stance and then have to build it back up because there are things that are missing that were probably just overlooked or bypassed in the beginning. And now we have to go back and reconstruct the whole thing rather than learning that in, up front and then moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was trying to think if I had one more point on this. I think I just wanted to, to cap it off with how we were saying the least sexy is, you know, the most effective. It's not about just moving. It's about the effort. It's not about the movement. It's about the intensity that's associated with it and the response that it generates. Yeah. Going in every day and doing 40 minute chippers that have all the foo-foo shit in it, like Russian twists and toe taps and elevator planks and insert ridiculous name here, right? <laughs> going in and doing all those things every day might make you sweat. Yeah, but it might not, be a great active recovery right. day. You're not getting stronger. Yeah. You're not getting faster doing those things. You're probably not burning or expending, I don't want to say burning calories because then people get roped into their fucking watch. But you're probably not expending the amount of energy that you should be expending. Mm -hmm. And it's just not going to be an effective means of getting closer to your goals. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else with the foo-foo shit? <laughs> I think I'm all good on the foo-foo shit. Okay, perfect. So uh, training is only a small component of the process. It's really the 16 to 18 hours outside of the gym that makes the difference. Do you want to go into talk a little bit about what entails those 16 to 18 hours? Yeah, sure. So I think what we're, we're getting at with this is you could follow the most effective fitness program in the world. I don't know who creates that, but somebody out there will eventually figure it out. Somebody that's smarter than us. And if there ever is something that's deemed the most effective program in the world, you could, I could give you that, but it doesn't guarantee any success. No. I could give you that program and you could even follow it to a T. But if you don't take care of yourself outside of the gym, you still won't get the results that you should be getting from that program. And the exact opposite can be said. I can give you the shittiest program of all time. And if you take care of yourself incredibly well outside the gym you'll probably see more results than the previous person that yeah, I talked about. Absolutely. There is so much that goes into health and fitness and so much more that is greater than the actual 60 to 90 minutes of activity you're doing in the day 
you need to start focusing on those things. And that's one of the reasons why we talk about mindset and nutrition up front with ballistic performance is that those things are more important than the training. What how, how you view, view yourself, how you view training, your mindset around nutrition, family, work-life balance, all those things, they drastically impact you physio- like physiologically. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, we're looking at what are you putting in your body? Are you eating the right types of food? Are you eating whole unprocessed foods? Are you staying away from refined sugars? Are you eating enough protein, carbohydrate, and fat? Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping enough? Are you, do you have enough, do you have enough meaningful relationships in your life to fill yourself up that in that way, like psychologically and, and, you know, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And so all of those factors play a role. And I think people just often overlook that they, hop onto whatever program they're hopping onto and just expect results because it's a better program with my air quotes there. <laughs> but yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think just with how you talked about the different components, like what you said, nutrition, sleep, hydration, one that I see so, or one that's so common with my clients is you have to make yourself a priority and you have to kind of allow yourself some grace and just let yourself have some downtime. Like I know just in today's society, everyone's go, go, go. The hustle. Yeah. Hashtag hustle. I think we've talked about this. Hashtag work, hashtag (laughs) grind. So it's just, it's really important to take a step back and sometimes your body literally needs rest. You do need to sit on the couch and watch a movie with your family And there's nothing wrong with that. You should never feel guilty about that. It's just figuring out what your body needs right then and there. Yeah, 100%. I think people just struggle with what you said. I think people don't know how to find, if there is such thing as balance, I think people just don't know how to figure it out. They don't know how to prioritize. They don't know how to prioritize is what it is. And so that results in what looks like lack of balance. And we're not going to get into the whole balance conversation, but I think people struggle with that. And then because of that, everything else starts to, you know, fall apart, especially health and fitness, because that just gets put on by the wayside Mm -hmm. because it's not a priority in their life. And there are other things that are taking precedence. So I completely agree with you there. I think that's pretty much it, right? We're wrapped up there. So I think we did a pretty good job, came full circle or covered all of our our points here and and really hammered it home of what we mean by efficient and effective programming. And for all of you listening out there, again, we always appreciate your attention. It means so much to us. Uh, Make sure that you continue to follow us, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We're on iTunes, Spotify, Captivate, wherever you find your podcast at. Look us up, Ballistic Performance, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We're also on all the social media platforms, so please hit us up. Like our Facebook page. It's Ballistic Performance. Hit us up on Instagram, at train underscore ballistic. And yes, we're on TikTok. (laughs) What up? We're trying to figure that shit out. Hit us up on TikTok. We're Ballistic Performance on there as well. So again, we appreciate you guys so much. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. We're going to keep trying to make you better.